Hey, this is Ashley. We have a really fun episode coming up in which Amanda Craig and I are going to talk about the last two episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But before we get to that, I would be reticent in my duties if we didn't take a quick sidebar to talk about Kanye West's meeting with Donald Trump. Uh, What we know so far is that Kanye came to Trump Tower with an entourage that included Corey Gamble looking like future Kanye come back to the past to stop this whole event from happening. The meeting was apparently requested by Kanye. It was apparently about 15 minutes. Ivanka attended. They talked about quote unquote life, whatever that means in this context. After the fact, Kanye tweeted, I wanted to meet with Trump today to discuss multicultural issues. These issues include bullying, supporting teachers, modernizing curriculums, and violence in Chicago. I feel it is important to have a direct line of communication with our future president if we truly want change. Hashtag 2024. This has obviously been a shocking turn of events. Brooke was not able to join me on such short notice. But she did have a message uh, that I'm going to read. And I think she really sums it up. We all rode so hard for Kanye and he clearly needs a lot of assistance and a team that actually cares about him and his well-being. From a PR standpoint, I can't believe his team really thinks this is going to be okay for his brand. And then also just from a personal standpoint, I'm extremely disappointed and just about ready to let him go. I think she really speaks for all of us. Obviously, we want the best for Kanye and anyone who's been a longtime fan knows that this isn't, you know, the Kanye who was so outspoken about Bush's lack of action in Hurricane Katrina. She and I both cannot stand by these actions. And on on this topic, I just want to quote Twitter user Mia Koopa, spelled M-E-A-K-O-O-P-A. Remember, under fascism, the point is not and is never the meeting. The point is the spectacle to be seen having the meeting. With that being said, we are standing by and we will keep you up to date on all breaking Kanye and Kardashian news. For now, please enjoy this episode of The K-Hole. Welcome to The K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. And with me this week is a special guest to talk about the last two episodes of season 12 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda. You were on just a few episodes ago talking about Chloe's breast friends. (laughs) Yes, yes. Another season 12 highlight. And this week we're going to be talking about controversies and legacies and no good deed, which are two very Kris Jenner centric episodes to close out this season. (laughs) As it should be. She's just reminding us all who has the highest executive producer credit. (laughs) It's so true. We did most of our IRL news this week with Brooke Marine in an episode called Keeping Up with the IRL News. So we mostly talked about Connie's hospitalization as well as Courtney and Scott's reconciliation. But we neglected to talk about Kendall Jenner's Instagram hiatus right before the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Hmm. She went on Ellen. She said she needed to detox from Instagram. And then appeared on Snapchat with Kylie days later, looking a little swollen in the lips. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Kylie's like, I just overdrew her lips. Like, we know. Kylie, when did we hear this before? You've said that for the last year, so I don't know about that one. But they settled down for the show. I think she Mm looks great at the show, to be honest. Oh, she did. Um, and she got, like, the highly coveted wings, so she's officially, like, a Victoria's Secret angel, so she's at the level that, like, Tyra Banks was once at, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. I think she's got, like, the most insane career already. 
Yeah. Well, because, like, I feel like two years ago, they were like, oh, is she really going to make it with this name attached, like, her brand? I think bringing her and Gigi Hadid together as kind of one unit and saying, oh, these are, like, the daughters of reality TV, and as a unit, they're going to dominate the fashion industry. That was a smart move. Whoever right. came up with that PR play is a genius. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing we neglected to mention was Revenge Body. Oh, my gosh. This might be the show that's supposed to shepherd us from season 12 to season 13. I don't know. I'm not sure what they were thinking, honestly, with this one. I think it was like, we have to return to the golden age of reality TV competitions. Like, The Swan, which is like one of the most fucked up shows (laughs) to ever be on TV. Which was a show all about, um women getting an extreme amount of plastic surgery and the winner was just kind of like whoever got the best plastic surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Which no one has control over. But this idea of being like, oh, you're gonna like go on Khloe Kardashian's transformational journey to like her revenge body. But it's also very clear that she's gonna be in the intro and the outro. Exactly. And it's all about like, Chloe's giving you this amazing opportunity. Like, you better take advantage of it. And then, just even in the trailer, we see mm-hmm. her, like, sprinkled in. But it, they just kind of slapped her name on it, I think. Yeah. I bet this was in the works at E! And they were like, mm-hmm. Chloe, you want to do this? Because, you know, your family has first rights yeah. with all of our shit. And she's like, yeah, I need something because my mom <laughs> keeps forgetting about me. So I'm just going to take this one myself. And She's like, this workout <laughs> backpack isn't working out, so... <laughs> I'm going to take the revenge body show. Um, interesting to note that Gunner is one of the trainers. I assume this is going to be Biggest Loser style because we see yeah. multiple trainers. Mm-hmm. There's clearly some kind of competition going on. There's like a makeover aspect of the whole thing yeah. too. Yeah, and I guess like the angle is just going to be like you're getting revenge on someone in your life, which yeah. is like maybe not healthy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the best motivations to work out, but... Um, and that's it for IRL news for now, unless something breaks in this episode, <laughs> we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is St. West's birthday today as we were recording. How did I not know that? You didn't know? No. Yeah. I guess because... He's a year. Wow. Oh my god, he's a year. The most beautiful little boy. You know, he's so, like, angelic. Like, so precious. It's so wild, though, because he... Okay, Saint... Mason and Rain are all Sagittariuses. Oh. This means nothing to What anyone. does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. But it, it's, like, interesting because, like, Nick Fiore and I talked about, like, almost everyone in this family is a Scorpio, which is a fixed water sign, which is, like, super emotional, and we're going to talk about what that means <sighs> vis-a-vis Kris Jenner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so everyone is a Scorpio and that's a fixed water sign that's really emotional. Sagittariuses are known for being like independent, um, flaky, loners, Mm. doing their own thing. So it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how that might shake up the next generation. Definitely. Especially because, you know, the other signs that we see aligned with that, like, uh, I think Dream is also Sagittarius. um, And then North is a Gemini like her father. I know. And then Penelope is a Cancer, which is, like, the sweetest sign in the entire Zodiac. Oh, that's so, so that's so fitting. Her and Chloe are the same sign. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Well, we should talk about that because that yeah. really plays into controversies and legends. Absolutely. Which is the first episode we're going to talk about. And it covers um, 
Chris's desire to get, you know, Mary Jo Shannon telling her life story on camera. Mm -hmm. And then Chris's attempts to make that entire process (laughs) about herself. Yes. She's, like, just randomly, like, you know, I've just been thinking about my mom lately. And then it just kind of, like, spirals into this emotional episode where you just don't know what's going through her mind. It's like, Chris, why are you crying again? That woman really knows how to, like, make herself the A-plot of a show. Oh, yeah. This was, like, textbook execution (laughs) A-plus. She nailed this one. She gets all her kids to rally around her and say, why don't you ask MJ the questions? And then Chris is like, oh my god, I can't. I just don't think I could. And there's no reason. She's just like, (laughs) like, the camera just, like, shoots over to Chris and she makes some, like, surprised face and she's like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. And then it's just like, everyone all of a sudden is like, why is my mom being so weird? Why won't she ask her own mother these questions about her life? And... Chris is just crying. (laughs) Throughout the whole episode, until they get to this scene where Chris is asking Mary Jo, what's your greatest fear? And MJ is a champion. I would watch an MJ spinoff. We were talking about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what form it would take. I would love for it to be in San Diego. I would love for it to just be like, mj's life like whether or not her grandkids are really around Mm -hmm. but she's a champ because she's just like i really try not to have fears yes what are you afraid of chris and then chris just starts crying breaks down (laughs) loses it and is like why would you even ask me that and like of course gets mad at mj for it and is like why would you ask me that i i don't want to answer that and then has to leave the interview and like classic Chris Jenner she's like I just this this is my biggest fear blah 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 and she's just so dramatic she's 100% just doing this so that in 20 years her kids will feel obligated to make a legacy video for her <laughs> absolutely she's like I'm setting this up for myself in 20 years she's never gonna watch the mj legacy video (laughs) unless someone is there to like witness her cry Mm -hmm. and i don't think Corey gamble is enough i think it's got to be one of her daughters because they've got to feel guilty yes yeah or you know a camera (laughs) so that gets dragged out the whole episode yeah but it's really all about the crying scene Mm -hmm. and then you know kendall jenner being like well Kim being like, which grandchild would you save if you could only save one? <laughs> Love Kim. And then Kendall being like, how many people have you slept with? Yes. They asked the hard-hitting questions <laughs> in this legacy video. And then Kylie asked the most basic question, which is, do you have any mottos or sayings that you live by? Any quotes? Oh my god. <laughs> She's gonna have that tattooed no doubt yeah try harder mm-hmm. always try harder <laughs> it's gonna be on kylie merch <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then chris comes back out with chloe because as we were discussing during the episode chloe and chris are equally emotional absolutely because chloe's a cancer which is a water sign and chris is a scorpio which is a water sign but they deal with it in very different ways mm-hmm. it's interesting because like Chris is just kind of an emotional mess, especially during this interview itself. And throughout the whole episode, Chloe is kind of the one who's like, okay, take a step back. And she's the one who's being reasonable about the whole thing and kind of coaching Chris throughout the whole process. Mm -hmm. 
And she's the one who's like, oh, I understand where you're coming from. Whereas Kim is like, which grandchild yeah. would you save? And Chloe even puts it in the perspective because the whole thing that's upsetting Chris is the thought of her mom not being there anymore, dying. Right. And Chloe puts it interestingly where she's like, yeah, I've lost a parent and you can never be prepared, but I didn't have this opportunity like when my dad died to ask all these things that I Mm -hmm. would want to remember of him or that I would want to know about him. And that kind of puts it in perspective for Chris to be like, okay, you're right. Like these are things that we're going to cherish forever and not everyone has this opportunity Mm -hmm. to have like a high production (laughs) (laughs) memoir of their parents with hair and makeup and a camera crew. So maybe she should take advantage of it. Yeah. It's it's the message Chris needed to hear, but at the same time, like, Chris can go down to San Diego anytime. <laughs> yeah, she can go see her mom and ask her mom all these questions regardless, but might as well do it Chris Jenner style and make it a whole A-plot in a TV show. Um, speaking of family, this episode also covers Kim considering surrogacy and a third right. child. I think that these... You know, the idea of surrogacy and the idea of having a third child are definitely linked because there's no way Kim can have another right baby, you know. And she goes through the motions of being like, well, could my body take another pregnancy? And she goes to like... She knows or, the yeah. answer. <laughs> she goes to like two or three doctors and they're both like, um, no. Considering <laughs> your last two pregnancies that were very traumatizing, you can't handle a third pregnancy. Yeah. But she's, like, trying to sell us on this idea of natural motherhood that I don't know if she's absorbing from Courtney, but (laughs) it's very important for whatever reason that she... I don't know if it's that she appears to be relatable because, like, surrogacy is obviously an expensive option, but there's something about needing to go through the motions of, I just want to, like, have another baby naturally, even Mm -hmm. though she hates being pregnant. Yes, and she's made that very clear because they use that specific scene... When I think it's during her first pregnancy where she's in the hospital and she's like, it hurts so bad. I'm never doing this again. Like, they've cut back to that scene so, so many, many times. Because <laughs> it was a miserable yeah, pregnancy. Yeah. It was so scary. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, how serious her complications were. But, like, yeah, they her were. liver was failing during mm-hmm. her first pregnancy. Yeah. Um, but she does do the classic Kardashian thing, which is find someone who's been through a thing you're considering, uh, like Courtney in the at-home water birth, mm-hmm. and go talk to that woman and just pick her brain. So tell me, did you love your child even though you didn't carry it? It's like, Who's where do they f- find these people? Who is signing this release yeah. form? <laughs> like, do you think they're like on Craigslist? Like, <laughs> hi, production show, seeking... Woman oh who's God. used a surrogate. I wonder. <laughs> Serious the, inquiries only. Because <laughs> the family that Courtney went to their home when they were having a, an at-home water birth, like, that was wild. That was yeah, definitely that was, not just, like, a friend of the production. No. That was, like, a real family. That was weird. <laughs> that was so weird. Especially because Chloe was there. I know. Wasn't Courtney there for this one, too? Like, mm-hmm. when Kim was... <sighs> yeah, so, there... I think they're either at Courtney's house or something, so. and she's like, oh, well, I brought in a woman who's been through the same thing, so we can just sit down and ask her questions, blah, blah, blah. And it just so happens that, like, they just have a woman on hand. At craft services. Yes. <laughs> I definitely feel like this is the option for Kim, though. Like, she cares mm-hmm. so much about her appearance. I do think maybe in the past six weeks or so, she might have gotten some additional work done 
on yes. her body. Mm-hmm. I don't think she like faked the robbery to no. arrange for that. No. That's absurd. But I do yes. think maybe she took advantage of a rare mm-hmm. extended break from the spotlight to, you know, get some revisions done. Sure. But she cares about her body. Um, she cares about her career. Her career is based in part on her body. So I think like this is an attractive option to her. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of weird that she has to go through the motions of being like, I just want to do this naturally. Yeah. I don't think she does. No. I think maybe on some level she feels like she needs to. Right. But I don't think she really objectively wants that. Mm -mm. And, like, she even makes little comments. Like, she's like, I could, like, what does she say? She's She's like, like, I could go a whole year and, like, no one would know I would have a baby. Yeah. And then just have a baby. Yeah. That's, like, what Nicole Kidman did. Mm -hmm. She was just like, oh, suddenly I have a baby. And I feel like that's exactly how Kim would want to do it. Like, she's previously expressed how much she hates being pregnant and how Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to do it again. But yet she loves her kids. So much. So that's kind of, like, a win-win for her, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, it ends on the same note that every (laughs) medical procedure kind of considered on this show ends just like chloe's breast implants mm-hmm. kim's like i have to think about it more yeah. i have to talk about it with my husband there's just so much to consider like but i think i think if she has another kid with kanye and i think she wants one i think she will get a surrogate mm-hmm. and i think that's the right choice for her yeah i i was skeptical at first but like the more we sit down and talk about it i'm like that's exactly what she needs. Yeah. Well, uh, like, when we were talking about Chloe's breast implants, like, I think she will probably... Like, I think she's seriously considering them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets them one day, and this episode is supposed to be, like, a little yeah. you know, teaser. Just like the next episode is setting us up for the Robin China baby special. Mm-hmm. They're using the show to kind of test the waters and get their fan base acclimated to the idea of these things. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no kidding. Kim just might, like, surprise us with a baby one day, and no one knew. (laughs) I would live for that. (laughs) Me too. And then the C-plot is... That's Kendall. Kendall. Mm -hmm. Kendall and gun control. (laughs) This was hyped up really big in in the previews, I think, and I was really afraid that Rob was going to be like, gun control is stupid, because I don't know if you remember that they had an episode a few years ago... When Chris and Caitlin were still together, and Caitlin, like, bought a gun for personal protection, because Caitlin's a Republican, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Chris, like, put the gun in cement. <laughs> That's right, yeah. She was, like, totally against having guns in her house. Yeah, which is smart, because mm-hmm. um, that just increases the possibility of, like, violence against a family oh, member, yeah, or, like, yeah. suicide. Mm-hmm. But I was really afraid that Rob, because he's so unpredictable, and his opinions are just so garbage all the time i was really afraid that he was going to be like gun control is stupid yeah but instead he plants this idea in kendall's mind which i think is just uh, an excuse to create some conflict in the c plot sure yeah um where he's like oh you have to be prepared to face backlash yeah he's like you're gonna get lots of hate if because the whole thing is she goes to the will i am where is the love of the where is the love like in light of recent events Mm -hmm. and then She's like, yeah, like, gun control is something that I totally support. Like, I want to get involved. And mm-hmm. I, I think she talks to Chloe about it first. Yeah. And Chloe's like, we should use our platform and, like, mm-hmm. take a stand, blah, blah, blah. So she brings it up to Rob. And, of course, Rob is like, well, like, get ready for the haters <laughs> if you, like, stand for something, blah, blah, blah. And then that gets in Kendall's mind. And she's like, 
should I stand for gun control? Mm. Oh, God. And it just leads to this really embarrassing scene oh. where her sisters are all with um, the, vic- the the families of victims of gun violence. They're part mm-hmm. of this organization called Everytown that does really good work raising awareness about the effects of, of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so embarrassing because her whole oh family God. is there and they're being, like, very professional. Yeah, they're like, like a nice lunch. Yes. Yeah. They're like, we're here to, like, support you and, like, listen to your stories. And then they're like, will Kendall show up? And I'm sure it wasn't as dramatic as the show. The way it is in the show is really hard to watch because i i hadn't seen that part of the episode yet and ashley was like oh yeah get ready and like the second it happened i was just like oh my god she's like late to this nice lunch Mm -hmm. in this the way they shoot it makes it look like the guy was already like introducing things Mm -hmm. and kendall just kind of storms in and is like oh, sorry, I'm late, like, right in the middle of when this man is introducing these families of victims of gun violence, and everyone just stops and is staring at her, and she's, like, making her way to her seat, which is at the head of the table. I really hope that the whole event had taken place, and they were like, guys, mm-hmm. we got to film something for the show. Kendall's going to walk out, pretend she's late, and just stare yeah. at her. Yeah. Because there's, that's just so rude. That's, it's so rude, and it's, <laughs> I hope I never have to see that again because that really was like painful. Like, to watch. could you imagine vouching for your friend? They're yes. gonna be like a great asset to this cause, and then yes. they like are late and just kind of flippant about being late. That's exactly. Awful. Or like, imagine if you were like involved with that organization and you're like, we got Kendall Jenner, like, yeah. And then it's just she's like, sorry, I'm late, and it's like, oh so embarrassing i hope that was set up i don't know why they would make it like that in the first place but i do hope it was set up. dramatic tension they yeah. have to have some kind of cliffhanger before they cut to commercial true yeah that's a good point they do like spend some time in this show going over the stories of the victims of gun mm-hmm. violence um yeah that was nice yeah that's a that's an effective use of their platform i do feel like i don't see them as much publicly supporting this cause but at the same time I mean, I'm not excusing them by any means, but we've talked about how they need to appear so palatable and so inoffensive, and that's their mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. So I can see why that's a strategic decision, but at the same time, I'd love to see them all get more political. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Chris, Kendall, Kylie, Chloe, Courtney didn't endorse Hillary Clinton until the day of the election. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, I feel like Kim is literally, and Caitlin, I guess, yeah. the only ones who have at opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum. <laughs> Who have dabbled in politics whatsoever. But that's, you know, the first episode in this two-episode block on the story of Kris Jenner mm-hmm. and her her pains in this world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good in- segue <laughs> to the next episode, which I saw the preview for. It. I guess you can just start by saying, would you say the A-plot is Chris's accident? Not necessarily the A plot, but it's like they kind it was of, hyped up. Yeah, they big time. exactly. They kind of they hype up Chris's accident, and then in conjunction is Kim kind of taking over for Chris while she's recovering mm-hmm. from yeah. her from her accident. That's really like what gets the most screen time. But this mm-hmm. episode in general, I think, is really about tying up these like loose ends that happened in the real world that they have to kind of go back and explain so chris's car accident is one of them Mm -hmm. even though it's like 
I like I get it car accidents are scary Chris Jenner definitely had whiplash and it's interesting because they don't even mention like Caitlyn's fatal accident that she was involved in two years right. ago right um but the other thing that they really you know spend a lot of this episode talking about is um Rob's baby shower that he doesn't yeah. attend and then you know makes a big deal of on social media so this episode I think is really kind of tying up the loose ends and trying to kind of salvage these um very public moments that I don't think were scripted right which is interesting that's a great point yeah I, f- I feel bad but like the whole Chris's accident thing is she's just so dramatic that it's hard to be like it's hard to put myself in her position and be like mm-hmm. yeah getting in a car accident is really scary and all I'm sure all of the emotions that she was feeling yeah. are very normal yes. but the way that she expresses them just makes me laugh <laughs> It's hard because I feel like it's the level of emotion she would express over, like, any given thing. Mm -hmm, Like, Kylie breaking a glass in her house, something Mm -hmm. like that. Yes. It's so funny because it's so dramatic and it's so hyped up and it's like, thank God my girls came and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would have done if if you guys hadn't shown up and, like, she's like, I'm just shaking and, like, it's... It's so dramatic and so Kris Jenner. Everyone is so over it. Yeah, and, like, she... I feel like it's one of those things where, like, something happens to you and you just keep talking about it. Yes. everyone (laughs) is just, like, we heard you... Like, we heard the first time, but you keep bringing it up, Mm -hmm. and it's, like... And it is understandable, but at the same time, like, her car isn't totaled, I don't think. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe Bentleys are different, or maybe it's a Rolls Royce. I can't really tell. Yeah. I think it's a Rolls Royce. Um, but it's just the front end, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not total on the opposite side of like where she was exactly. too. Was anyone driving with her? They literally never mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, is there like an assistant somewhere in like a neck brace? Like we don't know. <laughs> it's all about Chris here. <laughs> she gets the whole family together. Mm-hmm. Kylie and Chloe happen to just be filming some B-roll while this is going yeah. on. So we do see some pretty raw footage, kind of out of focus of them, like, running to the car and stuff. But by the time everyone gathers at Chris's house, like, Kim does not care. No. <laughs> yeah, Chris is, like, talking to her about it, and she's just kind of <laughs> staring at her. <laughs> Courtney has no emotion because mm-hmm. Courtney doesn't feel emotions. Exactly. Chloe's, like, willing to entertain her. Corey Gamble doesn't know what to do. <laughs> like, they forgot to give him direction before they started rolling. Oh, my <laughs> He's God. He's just looking like a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Kanye looks like he came into the kitchen for a bottle of water and just got caught up <laughs> in the scene and is desperately trying to get out of view of the camera. Yep. That's pretty accurate, I would say. <laughs> but that leads into Kim walking into Chris's room and being like, how can I help you? I bet I can do a good job, which ties into an earlier scene where Chloe's like, Oh, I wish mom would pay more attention to me because, mm-hmm. of course, Chloe's the forgotten client because the only person lower on Chris's priority scale is Courtney, and Courtney doesn't have anything yeah. going on. The whole thing was just sad to me. She, like, kept being like, mom always forgets my meetings, and she always for- like, everyone just forgets about me, and it's like, poor Chloe. <laughs> so true. She's got Kim as number one. And then she's got Kylie. For sure. Kendall's kind of, like, doing her own career. But I feel like Chris wants to Mm -hmm. be part of it. She wants to call Kendall. She wants to make the, like, 
you know, the timely post about the Victoria's Secret Absolutely. fashion show. I feel like timing, you know, the post about Kendall's appearances takes precedent over attending Chloe's meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Courtney just has Manuka doctor. <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, whatever. Is it natural? Okay. She's like, I'm not telling anyone where I'm going. I'll be back. <laughs> but Kim thinks she can do better. Mm-hmm. This is a very entertaining plot. It's funny, yeah. I was about it. This is very classic, like, sitcom hijinks, but it's so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> because once you, like, give up the suspension of disbelief, it's so obvious that, like, there's no way Kim can be doing any of this work, first of all, because no. she doesn't have any of the information she needs. Exactly. She literally gets on the phone and is like, okay, so Kylie's going to Australia and, like, acts like she's <laughs> just, like, making all these decisions, and it's like, she's not making any decisions here, like yeah can you we were talking about this during the show but like can you imagine like you're a producer on the ellen show and you get a call from kim kardashian being like i need to make arrangements for my sister's appearance you just be like this isn't a real phone call yeah there's no way plus it's not as though like gender communications is like a whole company and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have you know dozens of people but it has at least a dozen people sure yeah the whole time everyone is acting like Chris does all of this for all five girls on her own. And no it's like, way. She's got assistance. The girls have assistance. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. And Chloe, Courtney, er, woo, Chris spends <laughs> tons of time with Corey Gamble. You know, yeah. she's a six year old woman with a boy mm-hmm. toy. They, oh, absolutely. She's not in the office all the time. No, they act like she's does all of this. And it's like she's got other people doing the dirty oh, work. Yeah. And they even um, make reference to Kylie Kendall's business manager, Liz, who I talked about in a previous mm-hmm. episode. And Chloe's like, gotta get me a Liz. Honestly, they all yeah, should. Because, like, Chris Jenner should enjoy her golden years with her boy toy. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, there are some good moments. Um, Kim forgets about Chloe's meeting and is with Kylie instead, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is the story of Chloe's I'm, life. I think Chloe says, like, this always happens to me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's, like, that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris always is at Kim's meetings. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the conflict is truly between Kylie and Chloe because both of them are not high enough on Chris's radar that Chris would be like, oh, God, I cancel everything. Yeah. But I'm sure when either of them have conflict with Kim, Chris is like, clear my whole day. She's like, you know where I'm going to be, girls. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the episode where they made Chris take a lie detector test about who her favorite daughter is? I feel like I do remember this. Oh, my God. I mean, the results come back the way you think they do. Mm -hmm. It's Kim. Yep. She doesn't hide it. No, not at all. She makes no attempts at this Mm -hmm. point. I mean, earlier in the series, like, Chloe and Courtney really had their issues with Chris, and they Mm -hmm. really weren't shy about making reference to that. It's so true, yeah. But I think kind of as the brand matured, and I think as Courtney became who she is, who is, you know, (laughs) a gluten-free mom who doesn't give a fuck about anything, she was kind of like, oh, I can, like give up this feud with my mom yeah and i think for chloe it comes much more from a like what's good for the brand yeah kind of place right but those earlier seasons they really had no problem calling chris on her shit Mm -hmm. which does not happen in this episode oh yeah no even when she's like i'm so excited to be shopping for 
my upcoming grandkid and it's like chris you have this is your sixth grandkid yeah. there is no way you're this pumped about this no. you should be concerned because mm-hmm. rob does not do well in those dad classes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah rob and scott <laughs> getting ready for the big day <laughs> scott's so good with kids he really is it's funny to it's funny to hear him talk and then to see him around kids and mm-hmm. it's like oh he's like He's such a likable guy. Yeah. Like, he treats them like little adults, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what all kids want. Yes. And what, which is, like, that's how I treat kids myself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a, like, motherly, <laughs> maternal person at all. I like to be, like, the way Scott is with mm-hmm. kids. And so that, it's always, like, funny to see him in his element like that. Oh, yeah. But then, meanwhile... <laughs> Rob is just kind of like, I'll figure it out when Rob. the kid gets here. And, like, China's not going to have patience no. for that. Like, China has King. King's mm-hmm. four years old. Like, yeah. they've made it this far. She knows what she's doing. She's not going to get bogged down by Rob no. being like, how do I hold a baby? It's so funny. Like, everyone's going down this list of, like, do you know how to change a diaper? Do you know how to hold a baby? And, like, he literally is, like, uh, no, figure it out. We'll figure, he's, like... I'm gonna be a first-time dad, so I'm bound to make mistakes. It's like, oh, great outlook. (laughs) It's also like you have so many nieces and Mm -hmm. nephews who you could be learning from, and like, you're a stepdad to King at this point. Like, yeah, you really can't plead ignorance right now. Yeah. So him and Scott, of course, have other like a woman on hand who just brings in a couple of dolls for them to practice with, and then all of a sudden they're like at a daycare. (laughs) Who is signing the release for this? I need to know how they're, like, how they're finding these people. Yeah. Is there, like, a transitive property of releases where, like, the daycare owner can sign on Mm -hmm. behalf of the parents? Like, there are a shit ton of kids there. This is not just, like, one Star Trek family. No. Yeah. This is, there are at least five. More. Yeah. 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 And Rob is not good with them, Mm -hmm. as predicted. They wreck terror all over yeah, this house they're chaos crying. and you know scott just hangs back and is like i know what i'm doing rob mm-hmm. why don't you try picking up the crying kid <laughs> see where that takes you <laughs> and the lesson uh. is of course you know scott by special request of chris jenner does the talking heads where he's like you know, Rob has the heart of a parent, which has not been demonstrated no. at all in this episode. What? I don't know where that came from. He has no paternal instincts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the time that they're trying to wrap up the baby shower plotline, Chris is trying to say, oh, Rob's always wanted to be a dad. And, like, I get, like, heteronormativity. You always picture yourself being a parent. Yeah. But I don't see any paternal urges in He's him. He's never once, like, expressed... Interest in having children. No. <laughs> and he's not even, like... Maybe he is more than I'm aware of, but he's not that involved in his millions of nieces and nephews' lives. No. So. Not at all. I'm not sure where they, they just needed, they're like. (laughs) He seems really awkward around kids. he seems super awkward. I get that. I'm awkward around Mm -hmm. kids, but like, I'm not having one anytime soon. Exactly. And if I was having one, I'd make maybe more of an effort. And you've never claimed to be like some, <laughs> oh, I, all I've wanted to do was become a mother. Like I have the heart of a parent. <laughs> no. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second kind of area of damage control is the baby shower. Right. Which was a disaster. Oh, my God. They set it up by being like, Rob and China are unstable, which like, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's also nice to see Chloe being nice to China. Yeah, it is. And her not being so bitter. She was really kind of, I think, back at the top of her game in these two episodes. I think so, too. This, These were the first couple of episodes where Chloe hasn't just done something to just really annoy me, which was really a nice <laughs> Refreshing. <step. laughs> yeah. But she's part of this plot where they are kind of like, oh, we're all going to be out of town for your baby shower, which I don't fully believe. Yeah. I can't think of a time when they've all been out of the country, as they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not going to be in town, so they decide they're going to do their own thing for China. And then they decide they're going to do this separate thing for Rob because they're maybe not getting along. I don't yeah. know. Their relationship is hard to track. But Rob takes it the wrong way, goes nuts on social media like we saw a few months ago, where he says, I can't believe you guys didn't invite China, even though... As they demonstrated, China was aware. Mm-hmm. You know, they got her on speakerphone. They did their due diligence yeah. of being like... Classic speakerphone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They've got the receipts. <laughs> the most important tool in all of mm-hmm. reality TV is the speakerphone. <laughs> Amen. Um, and it looks like a cute baby shower. Yeah, they kind of like... They made it all like fathery... Mm-hmm. Not fathery. I guess they were calling it DILF. DILF. But <laughs> they made it like... They got his guy friends there. Mm-hmm. And I think, Except no one showed up, which made me I a know. little suspicious of like what was it happening was literally, exactly. And the only person they like introduced was one of Scott's friends. <laughs> it was like the whole family and Scott and then like Scott's friend. <laughs> so who knows how many like guy friends Rob has, but they're... They, like, got, like, cute stuff that, like, a mm-hmm. young dad would want. And yeah. It seemed like they really kind of went all out for him, and mm-hmm. he just and he doesn't come. <laughs> no one any chance to explain. Just takes yeah. the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typical Rob. Yeah. And then everyone just sits around on their phones like they did during mm-hmm. MJ's Legacy video. <laughs> saying, fuck Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is probably the constant topic of conversation in I the Kardashian-Jenner so. yeah. house. And then it just kind of cuts to, like, Chris, like, the next day or something, getting a call from Rob, which is so, anim- like, so pre-recorded. Yes. Staged, yes. It's definitely, like, at least a voicemail, but probably a voiceover. Mm-hmm. It se- like, it literally seems like I could see him sitting there with, like, a producer holding up the phone, and he's reading from a script. Yeah. That's how it seems to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I misunderstood, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Chris walks out. There's all this construction going on, yeah. so it's, like, a very weird scene. He's like, go outside to the backyard. Or he's like, go outside to the backyard. Like, <laughs> totally reading. <laughs> really stunted. Mm-hmm. And then there are these balloons. And if you have seen any kind of Kardashian-Jenner event from this yes. past year, they have these, like, uh, letter balloons that they use to spell out different things. Mm-hmm. Most recently, Joyce Benelli for Chris's birthday had the balloons that said, I fucking love you. Rob has those same balloons and they say, I love you, mom. And those are 100% left over from some oh, other yeah. kind of event. <laughs> no, yeah. And Chris loves it. And she's like, oh my god, this is amazing. These are so cute, Rob. Like She's, like, kind of crying. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's, like, losing it. And it's, like, he put no effort into that. He probably tried, like, figured out how to spell something else from Joyce's balloons. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, called Chris's assistant to do this. Yeah. He did not go he over to that house no. herself. And she's, 
she's like, oh, these are, this is awesome, Rob. Like, so have, thoughtful. Yeah, I have the best kids. And it's like, you guys literally went all out. Those were probably from his own baby shower. Yeah. <laughs> the day before that he just didn't come to. Yeah. That's probably exactly what happened. Oh but Chris just continually sets the bar so low for mm-hmm. Rob. And, like, for so long, Rob complained about Chris, you know, not giving him the same attention that she was giving his sisters, blah, blah, blah. But at this point, Chris has set the bar so low for Rob. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's below ground level at this point. There's no going lower. (laughs) And we saw it with Rob in China. Like, Chris just uses baby gloves with Rob at every step of the way, and this just can't continue. Like, he's a dad mm-hmm. at this point. He has yeah. a kid. Yeah. And he and China seem like they're in the honeymoon phase. They seem like right. they're pleased. They're doing good. China, particularly, I mean, she looks great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's, yeah. like, in prime form now. Mm-hmm. She's back. Yeah. And she's not going to stand for Rob's bullshit at this mm. point. She doesn't have time for it. I know. <laughs> she's not gonna be like oh good job going to this business meeting you've been blowing off for nine months good job changing a diaper (laughs) people are so absurd though i know they do have the baby shower for them in the end Mm -hmm. which is notable basically only for northwest seriously and then you know chris does give a thoughtful gift which is like the outfit rob came home from the hospital in and rob is just not (laughs) enthused at all rob is being fed lines by a producer because they also are like make sure that he apologizes on camera in that scene as well yeah he makes some comment about thigh high boots and i was just (laughs) like i'm done (laughs) i'm done god he's so awful um yeah of course it all ends everyone's like we're like we're a family and like these moments are so special blah 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 didn't realize how much work my mom did as a manager yeah Yeah, exactly it really is like the chris jenner special Mm -hmm. these two episodes were all about chris and all about um you know her struggles dealing with other people's emotional issues Mm -hmm. um and you know getting the most out of this car accident and getting all of her children to bow down to her in this final scene yeah should we talk about power rankings let's do it all right so for power rankings we talked a little bit about how power rankings can kind of mean a couple of different things kind of whether um both how people come off in the episode and like the amount of disruption that they're causing in the episode Mm -hmm. so i think we were really thinking about the amount of disruption that they're causing in the episode because we'll talk about it as we go through (laughs) (laughs) but at the bottom of this week's list we have courtney and kylie honorable mentions making their cameos like i think they were in both episodes combined a total of five minutes yeah Courtney, like, accompanies um, Kim on some of those surrogacy talks, but Mm -hmm. other than that, she's kind of just there, and Kylie's there even less. Oh, yeah. I don't even think she talks. No. (laughs) Besides asking MJ about her (laughs) favorite quote. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, you know, they showed up, they did the work. Got paid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Do you want to read the next one? Yes. So coming in above Courtney and Kylie, we have Rob. Rob is a mess. 
<laughs> I think you said it in a previous episode. Hashtag help Rob. <laughs> That's still alive. <laughs> that is the hashtag we're using. Mm-hmm. Someone help this man. <laughs> Who now has a baby? (laughs) Oh, that's scary. That's so awful. He he isn't ready to be a dad, and he's not taking anybody's, like, I don't want to say warnings, but... Scott has good, legit advice, because Scott became a dad when he was, like, 26. Mm -hmm. Scott's like, these are things that I wish I would have known, and I'm telling you now, like... To get ahead. juggling three kids, Mm -hmm. probably four, because he and Courtney are back together. Yeah. And... Rob's just like, well, I'll figure it out when it when the time comes, or I'm bound to make a mistake as a first-time dad. It's like, <laughs> let's maybe not the like, <laughs> outlook you need to have yeah, right now. He has so many more opportunities to figure this out than mm-hmm. Scott did, because mm-hmm. Mason was the first grandkid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rob is just so awkward with, with even <laughs> even with the dolls <laughs> or, <laughs> he gives that doll pink eye and then a yeah. concussion it's like all within 30 seconds <laughs> so prayers for dream <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it's about at this point prayers for dream we've moved on from help Rob. yeah there is no helping Rob yeah. at this point we'll see what happens i'm curious to see if like He's one of those that's, like, kind of going to have a revelation and just turn things around. Or if he's going to continue, like, relying on Chris to make him look better than he is. Oh, I'm sure he will. I don't think this baby's going to Nicole Richie him. <laughs> but you know who does show up and tr- try this week is Kendall. Yes. <laughs> she, you know, does a plot. I think she's gearing up for a bigger presence in 2017, yeah, which they're they're going to need if mm-hmm. Kim's out of the show. Absolutely. And she hasn't, like, been the center. I guess I haven't watched the last couple of episodes before these. She was these, not really in the last she hasn't, episodes. Yeah, she hasn't been, like, the center. She was really just in scenes where they were like, Courtney won't appear in this scene with Scott. Yeah. Kendall, are you in town? <laughs> she's like, I guess. <laughs> Um, you know, but she does stand up for what she believes in, even if she's embarrassingly late to that event. Yes. Um, you know, but she's, she's there, she's getting paid, she's doing more than Courtney and Mm -hmm. Kylie, which is not usually how this list goes. Right. That's true. So, hopefully we'll see more of her in 2017. Yeah, absolutely. And then coming in above Kendall, which I'm really happy to see, (laughs) is Chloe, because she hasn't been up here in a while. No. And it's nice to see her, like, not being annoying. (laughs) Yeah. She was being, like, strong, cancer Mm -hmm. Chloe. She was absorbing Kris Jenner's energy and saying, like, why don't you channel your emotions in a productive way? Which is what we've needed from her Mm -hmm. for the past year. Yeah. There was no pettiness with China, which was refreshing. Mm -hmm. Um, She was really, like especially in that first episode for Chris, kind of like the voice of reason. Yeah. Um, kind of getting Chris to snap out of her, like, emotional mm-hmm. tantrum <laughs> yeah. over her mother's. It really reminded me of that episode where Chris is looking for someone to become her new, um, like, next of kin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's the Chloe who, like, you would choose to be your next of kin. Right. Right. So, good job, Chloe. Yeah. We'll we'll see how this pans out yeah. for revenge body. Uh, yeah, very. That might like bring her down a couple 
we'll depending see. on how this just yeah we'll see what happens that's not getting renewed that's yeah. going the way of dash dolls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um coming in at number two this week is kimberly kardashian west who tries to do her best to take over for Kris Jenner. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some lofty goals that she's going to attend all of Chloe's meetings. And then, you know, because her and Kris Jenner are ultimately the same person and they yeah. are truly on the same plane, you know, Kim doesn't follow through, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, she looks great. Yeah. She's considering surrogacy, and I think it's important that she's putting that out there as she kind of prepares for her next phase of family planning. Right. Um, you know, and she's her usual poised self she doesn't let chris's tantrum get her down she just says you know mary Jo, which grandchild would you save exactly asking the real questions yes there we go and then at number one for these two episodes we've got chris the one and only (laughs) (laughs) she really made moves in these episodes to kind of be like don't forget about me here like i'm still Signing everyone's check, like <laughs> exactly. It's the end of the season. Now mm-hmm. that we're wrapping things up, do your you know yeah. contractually obligated talking heads where you yeah. talk about how hard I work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how much you appreciate me. Tell me how much you real like how you're realizing how hard I work and how I just really bring this family together. So she was there in full force in both episodes yeah kudos to her for flexing that manager executive producer power Mm -hmm. um you know and continuing to fool us into thinking that she's a one woman team (laughs) we know she's got lots of little assistants yep (laughs) like she's gonna be the one on the phone with a travel agent booking kylie's travel yeah (laughs) booking kylie's trip to australia chris you're not fooling anyone and we know Kim didn't do it either, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if she's going to continue to perpetuate that myth, more power to her. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of that, like, normalcy, that, like, attempt to map, you know, the average American family onto this family of extreme opulence. And if that's what they have to do to stay relevant, as they have for the past, you know, five, six years, more power to them. Yeah. Well said. Um, should we plug? Yeah, I, I don't tweet very often, but you guys can follow me at underscore A Craig. A C R A I G. Um, and you guys should follow Amanda. She's like one of my favorite people that I've had as a guest on this podcast. She's super knowledgeable. Love to have her back anytime. Um, and you can follow the K Hole on Twitter at the K Hole Podcast. Brooke is still tweeting for us. So if you want to reach her in the interim, definitely. Uh, reach out to her on Twitter there. You can also uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help other people discover our podcast. And as we're, you know, preparing for this next season, we'd love to hear your suggestions for how to cover season 13. Uh, One note that we've gotten is uh, people are more interested in more IRL news, so that's something we're prepared to focus on. But any other suggestions you guys have, we'd love to hear. Uh, You can follow Brooke on Twitter at B-R-K-M-R-N, Brooke Marine without the vowels. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. But yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for the next season of The K-Hole, let us know. Hopefully we're going to have uh, Nick Fiore back for the Robin China baby special. Oh yeah, exciting things to come. It's going to be wild. Do you yeah. want to take us out? Don't be fucking rude.